Welcome to this week's Three Shifts Edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's June 5th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, Huawei's global competitiveness is threatened by international pressure. Two, investments may spur a rebound in China's electric vehicle industry. Three, India, seeking self-reliance, lures electronics manufacturers with $6.6 billion in incentives. Shift 1. Huawei's global competitiveness is threatened by international pressure. The UK is seeking to create a D10 10-country alliance of democracies, the G7 plus Australia, India, and South Korea, to work on an alternative 5G strategy that avoids using Chinese technology. The move, widely understood to be targeting Huawei, came a week after reports the UK was planning to force a phase-out of Huawei technology from 5G networks within three years. UK had previously capped Huawei's market share at 35%. The US has been ratcheting up its own pressure on Huawei. It originally put Huawei on the entity list in May 2019, which meant US suppliers had to apply for hard-to-get licenses to sell to Huawei. In addition to extending the effective ban through 2021, U.S. officials recently closed a major loophole by also requiring foreign firms that sell products with U.S. origin technology to Huawei to get a license. This move prompted Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing company, TSMC, the world's biggest contract chip maker, to stop taking new orders from Huawei. The U.S. ban on Huawei also prevents the smartphone maker from accessing U.S. software such as Google Apps, one driver of the 35% decline in Huawei's smartphone shipments outside China in Q1 2020. Huawei is the world's number two smartphone maker and largest telecom equipment vendor, reaching a record $122 billion in revenue, up 19%, in 2019, despite U.S. security concerns going back nearly a decade and escalating pressure over the past few years. While Huawei has a global presence, over 194,000 staff across over 170 countries, its 2019 growth was driven by its strength in China. Domestic sales accounted for 59% of total revenue and saw 36% growth. EMEA, Huawei's number two region, in contrast, was 24% of revenue and saw flat growth in 2019. Despite Huawei's claims that it is 99% employee-owned, the U.S. believes that when push comes to shove, Huawei would act as an arm of the state, not least because Chinese laws require it. Huawei is one of China's national champions and has reportedly enjoyed as much as $75 billion in state support over decades. The U.S. stance is that, quote, countries that choose Huawei technology are opening the door to Chinese access to their domestic networks and local companies, as well as potential surveillance by Chinese officials, end quote. Huawei has responded to the pressure over the past few years by exploiting U.S. regulatory loopholes, some of which still exist, building up a two-year reserve of U.S. chips and ramping up use of Chinese-made parts. A recent teardown of its Mate 30 phone showed only 1% of its components were U.S. origin. Given its new challenges with contract chip makers, Huawei is now reportedly in talks to buy chips from rivals MediaTek and Unisoc. This puts its strategy of custom-designed, cutting-edge chips manufactured by top chip makers at risk, with potential to hurt Huawei's competitiveness in high-end phones. On the 5G front, Swedish telecom vendor Ericsson, which supplies AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, and just signed Canadian carriers Bell and Telus as 5G customers, is now positioned to become the leading 5G player. One of China's most important tech companies is facing serious trouble. By several accounts, China has about 12 months to save Huawei. In the words of Huawei's own chairman, 
Guo Ping, quote, survival is the key word for us now, end quote. For the Chinese government, domestic investment and policy countermeasures seem to be the near-term approach. To read more content related to China and the global supply chain, check out our May 29th, 2023 Shifts Edition, China's national tech champions invest billions in next-gen infrastructure. And our April 4th, 2020 brief, global supply chains diversify away from China. Shift 2. Investments may spur a rebound in China's electric vehicle industry. This past week saw major developments in China's electric vehicle industry. Volkswagen announced a $1.1 billion investment in an existing electric vehicle joint venture with Chinese automaker JAC Motors, increasing its stake from 50% to 75%. Separately, Volkswagen also invested $1.2 billion in a 26% stake in EV battery maker Guoxuan High Tech. Tesla, now in its first year of production in Shanghai, has been undertaking a major expansion of the Shanghai Gigafactory and recently announced it would install 4,000 supercharger stations in China this year. The new stations are a significant bump from the 2,500 total installed over the past five years and will support Tesla's growth in China, including expected strong sales from its coming Model Y production. Volkswagen and Tesla's moves are encouraging signs for the world's largest electric vehicle market which saw a sharp and sustained decline after the government cut subsidies in June 2019, followed by pandemic challenges and collapsing oil prices. 2019 ended with flat growth and 1.2 million electric vehicles sold, but 2020 EV sales are expected to be 10-14% to lower, down to potentially fewer than 1 million EVs, well below the government's goal of 2 million. Furthermore, in 2019, Europe surpassed China in drawing $68 billion in R&D investment in electric vehicles and battery development versus $19 billion for China, spurred by emissions targets. Despite recent setbacks, the Chinese government remains bullish on electric vehicles, recently upping its outlook from 20% of Chinese cars being electric by 2025 to 25%. To reverse the sales slump and address consumer indifference, the central government in over 20 provinces are offering subsidies and other initiatives to boost demand. The EV industry will also take advantage of government investments in charging stations as part of the new infrastructure initiative, as well as the vehicle communications infrastructure being rolled out on 90% of city motorways to support, mostly EV, autonomous vehicles. To read more content related to the future of ground vehicles and autonomous, check out our April 28, 2020 brief, Robotaxi's Local Delivery in the Future of Driverless Ground Vehicles, and our October 18, 2019 brief, How Driverless Trucks May Reshape Long-Haul Trucking. Shift 3. India, seeking self-reliance, lures electronics manufacturers with $6.6 billion in incentives. This past week, the Indian government announced it was targeting five global manufacturers of smartphones and related components luring them to India with $6.6 billion in financial incentives and ready-to-use facilities. Incentives would include 4-6% of incremental sales manufactured in India over five years and 25% of capital expenditure. As part of the announcement, the government will also offer incentives to five local manufacturers. India hopes to accelerate manufacturers' diversification of global supply chains away from China. In May, for instance, Apple was reportedly exploring moving nearly 20% of manufacturing capacity from China to India and scaling iPhone contract manufacturing in India to $40 billion in output over five years. 
These incentives support India's goals to manufacture $133 billion in smartphones and related components by 2025. India's ambition to become an export hub comes as the nation, one of the fastest digitizing economies in the world, pushes to achieve, quote, a self-reliant India, end quote. Rising nationalism in India has led the country to push back against foreign firms and entities in certain cases, where the country's long-term competitiveness or government control may be threatened. In April 2020, India began requiring border-sharing countries to get government approval on foreign investment deals to limit takeovers by Chinese investors. Last week, it rejected Walmart-owned e-commerce platform Flipkart's application to enter the food retail market. At the consumer level, smartphone app Remove China Apps, which helps users remove Chinese-made apps, was recently downloaded 4.7 million times in six days from India's Google Play Store before it was removed for policy violations. That said, India has had a good view of China's approach to its strategic sectors and recognizes it needs to attract high-value technology and manufacturing from all over the world. It is seeking to strike a balance between fostering homegrown players and luring in IP from foreign players. India is increasingly seeing itself as a major player on the world stage, with economic and geopolitical power. As the fastest-growing large economy in the world, India cannot be ignored. U.S. and global investors have lately been pouring massive cash inflows into local giants such as Reliance Geo. With a government not afraid to flex its policy muscles, as seen with its push for data sovereignty as well as the recent total lockdown and mandated tracing app installation during COVID-19, India is becoming a trickier environment for tech firms and other foreign players looking for a workable business model there. To read more content related to global supply chains and India, check out our April 4th, 2020 brief, Global Supply Chains Diversify Away from China. In our January 30th, 2020 brief, India is the market battleground everyone is watching. That's it for this week's Three Shifts edition. If you'd like to read more Six Pages content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on digital advertising and how publishers and retail brands are adapting to the coming death of third-party cookies. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts edition.